I really do. We're recording. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Rebel Nation, this is the weekly Rebel Roundtable for April 10th, 2018. About 27 people in the house. I'm going to get Scott Peterson in to make 28. I've got a lot to talk about tonight, but I'm not going to do a lot of talking for a change. I'm going to mute myself after Clark takes over, and I'm just going to sit back and watch. But before we get into that, we start the meeting like we start every meeting by reading the four commitments, the four rebel commitments. And as I pull it up, this will give you all you a chance to mute yourselves so I don't hear you. Rebel commitments, actual. And here we go. Oh, see, I gave you a chance. Didn't do it. Somebody's not muted. I'm going to mute Dave because it's like he's making all the noise. Nope. How about Ryan David? Mm, any other one else making a noise? Aha. Aha. All right. All right. That is enough. Okay. Rebel commitments. In order to maintain clarity of purpose, we ask that every member of the rebel community make the following commitments. Commitment number one, I will protect the value of my services. I will not devalue the services of another professional by providing anti-competitive bids. I will not allow my work product to be used by a third party against an insured or fellow restoration professional. That's a new one. I like that one. I will never provide free services as this would only serve to erode the value of similar services industry-wide. Commitment number two, I will practice incredible transparency. I will explain our processes in detail to my clients. I will never hide details or manipulate reports. I will never communicate with a third party without also communicating with my client. Commitment number three, I do not believe in competition. The restoration professionals in my market are part of my community. I will be an active member of that community. It is our unbreakable unity that will create the change that we strive for. Commitment number four, I am willing to walk away from any project, client, or contract that's not compatible with my values and stated mission. Healthy relationships do not require us to give up money, sleep, or our humanity. Yes, yes, sir. Why do I get so pumped up every time I read that? I'll tell you why. Because it's working. It's actually working. We are making a difference. We are scaring the powers that be, and we are helping our fellow restoration professionals to, to degrees that we had no idea that we were going to be able to do it, but it's happening and it will continue to happen. We've got three weeks until the summit. Things are coming together. We've got, uh, I think we have 160 people, man, correct me, at least 150. So in between there, a lot, lot of action going to come down to Nashville. Uh, a couple of people waiting outside the room, Dean Malstead. Why don't you come on down and the legendary Mr. Jonathan Grubb in the house. Okay. As I said, I'm not going to say a lot tonight. Uh, Clark and Mr. Meyer are going to take this thing away and run, run the show. I'm glad to have you guys. I'm excited to watch all this. I just, I got to say it one more time. You guys inspire me. You guys seeing a room of professionals like this and knowing that we've all come together for a common purpose just 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 makes me happy makes me happy love you guys all right i'm muting i'm muting clark you're on
Well, I've got a, uh, I'm going to have some help tonight with Dave. I'll start it out. I do want to start, uh, I do have an agenda here. We are going to move through pretty quickly um, on some of these things, but we're going to leave some space in here to talk about them. Um, first thing we always talk about, is there any new members here? I have a full screen, but I don't know if I see anyone here that's never been here. Jason Harper, have you been in the group before on the call? And I don't have. Yes, sir. You have been here before. Okay. Yeah. Well, well hello again. Um, <laughs> I uh, I don't know if we have anybody new. I thought we did. I thought I saw someone. Uh, Steve, have you been here before? Steve Slater. You're unmute yourself, boss. There you go. No, I have not. This is actually oh. my first my first roundtable. Well, tell us about yourself. Where you're from? About your a little bit about your company. How long you been a member? Well, I just became a member today. Um, I had a nice conversation with Jonathan um, and he had requested that I enjoy and, you know, listen to you guys talk and join the round table tonight. I'm actually from uh, Elkton, Maryland. I'm on the East Coast and yeah. I do work with Recovery Solutions Group and we're actually a good player with a firewater restoration industry and providing different collection services for issues that you know owners and people may face you know when doing the jobs give me my money i think everybody's ears just perked up all in unison it was really looked like a bunch of prairie dogs on the but you you said collections and it made everybody step up yes um well, welcome, and feel free to contribute uh, as you will. Um, I, I probably assume, knowing knowing Jonathan like I do, that he's going to try to make a targeted uh, interview with you and kind of get some information and things like that. That's what Jonathan's good at. We have discussed that, so that's in the work. Perfect. Um, quick topics. I wanted to hit a few things in the group this week. Um, first, I wanted to thank Parker. Uh, I think Parker's here. He's mowing his yard over here. Yep. Hi. Uh, Parker just dropped a nugget of great information. It was actually uh, a repost of something that Actionable Insights, our great friend, Mark Wally, who just continues to provide a great service of Actionable Insights. And I think I was talking before the call started to Stephen Ardeno, seven bucks a month. Everybody should use, uh, be having actionable insights for its wealth of knowledge. And there's probably a lot of things that you didn't know. Um, but just one of them was something that just came up today. Um, and I think Parker was going to put some of that verbiage into his contract. Um, just identifying why the claims process is going the way it is these days. How the McKinsey report that was in 1992 about hired by Allstate on figuring out ways to increase their claims delta and um, really stuff that a lot of us know and a lot of us, but we just aren't reminded of it nearly enough. So that was a good topic. Um, Tim yeah, and Fuller. That, that came from uh, United policyholders asked uh, actionable insights to put that white paper together. That's yeah. been like a nine month labor of love. They, they put nine months into that thing, several revisions. If you look at the revision that we're going to post, it's like revision 49. So this yeah. is, it's, it's back, back and forth and back and forth, um, but very, very powerful p uh, piece of documentation there. What, 25 or 30 pages? It's good. It's great. Uh, Andy, one more thing. Do you, I think you posted it. Was it 
talking about the feedback that's provided for Xactimate and how that's very- in that, That's in that white paper. It's in that white paper. So yeah. what are those, what's the highlight? So 25% would be from carriers and from adjusters? 65%. 65%. 65% from carriers. Uh, another 20% or 25% is from, uh, 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 sorry, program contractors, which leaves about 15% left over for the rest of us to give actual real world feedback to the price list. So it's not like it's, it's you just start providing feedback and your prices are going to go back, you know, go up automatically. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be a slog. It's actually worse than that. Yeah, yeah I, you look at, I was you look making a little more Yeah, it's like two thirds of it is staff adjusters, and basically uh, another twenty. I think you were right. Twenty-five percent is independent adjusters. Only ten percent of it is contractors. Five percent. Ten percent contractors. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So and, we're screwing and, ourselves. Yeah, because and what that means for anyone that might not know what we're talking about, that means if you're if they're if Xactimate is pricing its updates based on feedback. The people that are least interested in those prices going up are by far, by miles, a tip, you know, five-time multiplier are the ones giving that. Then those of us that are wanting it to be raised are doing it very little. So I think the, the, the caveat there, the, the answer to the test, Andy, is, is what you're trying to say is if anybody has a, need to get to Ben's class. Ben's coming around. Andy's got one coming up. Yeah. And I asked Ben to put an event together for every single one of the dates he has and put that in the group. We're going to post that up. I've got one coming up in, uh, in Denver on the 25th. Uh, we're going to fill the calendar with these classes because the plain and simple fact is everyone needs to hear this. And there's only two of us right now talking about it and giving these courses. We need, to, we need everyone to learn it and pass it on. Well, somebody asked the other day in the group, or in, in, I think it might have been in the PM, why don't we do that here in the Rebel Group? It's not a one-hour thing. It, it really is a process. It's a there's that would not grit an audience. Nobody can sit here and do that live. Yeah, I mean, we could we could give you an overview of it for sure, but to teach you how to do your own feedback and your own custom price list, it's um, it, it's I'm going to do it in a day. Um, Ben does it over two days, but he also has in some really great Xactimate information uh, to fine tune and, and get some good stuff, uh, kind of ninja hack your Xactimate estimates. Um, but it's a full day. It's going to be a full mind melting day of, of, of packing it in. And even then there's going to be some follow up. So yeah, we could, we could show you an overview in the group and which we probably will, we need to, uh, but it's, yeah, it's not easy. Okay, gentlemen. Yes, sir. Is there a is there any way that we as a group could recruit some uh, some people, either like Ben or under Ben, that uh, maybe we could uh, make that um, a priority of a movement across the nation for us as restorers? My Whether idea is is to make that part of uh, opening up every Rebel chapter. We're going to have that be part of the curriculum of each chapter. Yeah, and um, Andy, I want to add that even on the, the franchise side right now, um, they're starting to, like with Paul Davis, they're starting to train the franchisees. Um, they're starting to train on this feedback. 
Yep. Uh, just solely with Paul Davis's group. And I don't know if that's going to happen with the other groups, but I would assume it will. Yeah. It's going to, it'll filter down. Scott, you got something to say? Yes. Uh, Raymond is putting together a class uh, in San Diego next oh. Friday, the 20th with uh, Watley. I think Watley or Seth Harris uh, is going to be doing a class. So if you guys are in the San Diego area, get with, uh, get with Raymond here about that class. Uh, well, one of you guys put that event in the, uh, in the group as well, or have one of the admin do it. Give me the, yeah. uh, remind yeah, one of us. I think right. Raymond's on here. Or um, Nathan, you're in charge of the San Diego uh, Facebook page. Will you do a, an event and I'll copy it? Um, yeah, sure. I'll send you the link over and, um, you could pop it in, uh, I, I guess, you know, if anybody's uh, in the local area or they want to come down to it. I think we're trying to keep the class, though, to like, you know, about 15, 20 people max. If it gets too big. It kind of gets, you know what I mean? Not, there's not enough individualized attention if that's, if that's going to be needed, which I assume it probably will to a degree or another. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll just take it from there. Perfect. I did. I promised I'd mute myself, didn't I? I'm doing it for real. I've been trying to mute you for the last three minutes, Andy. <laughs> hey, Dave. I'm kidding. Dave, why don't you go ahead and get started about what we're going to talk about tonight? Okay. So we've been uh, we've been working for probably about two months uh, on our mission, vision statements, and looking at those as like a lot of people ask, like, what are we about? Uh, what what is the group? And they have a real hard time um, understanding it. And um, I think for us too, it was a process of trying to identify uh, what what our what our group mission would be. Especially being that we're a group that uh, comes, we have people that come in our group from all different parts of the industry. Some are restorers, uh, some are from a marketing side, some are from an adjusting side, um, and really understanding that like we, we all have, we all can have a common mission and without anyone being alienated in something that is um, truly everybody is needed to impact. And so um, that process took us through, I don't know, uh, three or four different uh, group calls like this, um, asking a lot of questions, uh, watching videos from several different people of the admins um, sharing just, you know, their positions on why they're a rebel, like what, what drew them to it, what areas they want to see change in the industry. And then we took all that information and we started bringing it together. Um, uh, spent a couple days with Andy going through the information and writing it out. And then as a team, uh, putting it together in something that would work well for our industry. Uh, so the, so what we're going to go over tonight is the mission, what we calling our mission, vision, strategy, and our commitments as a group. Um, and so we've got that, got that finalized. And then this, this is going to serve the purpose of laying out a foundation um, and kind of a, a barometer, if you will, of every, everything that we, we do as a group weighed against this. And are we on track for our mission? Uh, you know, so, yeah, so this is kind of that starting point that, you know, as an organization, if, if we had it nine months ago, it wouldn't have been great, but it also maybe wouldn't have reflected the group that we have today and the mindsets that we have today. So I think we're at a really good place uh, to, to launch this. Fantastic. Uh, I'm sorry. I was reading some um, Facebook comments 
Jonathan Grubb, did you make it in? It looks like you were looking for a way in. Okay. Um, Andy, it looks like the, the uh, Facebook group is looking for the link. Um, if you can, ch- if you can drop that link in the chat. Um, okay. Uh, what, what's that? Uh, Dave, we ready to go ahead and bring the screen share up? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I want to confirm with everyone that they so, see, does, it, does that screen show it? Yeah, I can see it. Okay. So just kind of as we go, as we go through this, Clark, I don't know if you want to um, open up for questions or how you want, how you want people to be able to provide feedback. Um, so how do you want to do that? Yeah, let's, so the first page is a uh, mission. So listen, the commitments are really what we already know and it's, it's worth mentioning again, but uh, let's go through the, and the only reason guys that we're putting it on the screen and I will be turning this into a PDF and put it in the files as well as on the about me page, the page that most people in a Facebook group go to, to see, okay, what is this about? What's about me? And then this will be copy and pasted into that part. Um, um, yep. Somebody's already writing on my screen in green. I like that. Um, so we can, if anybody has any questions, I think it's pretty clear what everything says, but, but what I want to start by saying is everything that we do as a group moving forward will be centric around, this will be the nucleus of what we stand for. Could this eventually grow? Could some of these things become like we may collaborate and, and but we'll always want to be transparency. So this may grow, we may add to it, but I don't see us ever taking things away from it. But um, we'll be asking ourselves as leaders and we'll be judging and holding everybody in the group accountable um, of, of, of our message. If you're speaking on behalf of the rebels, which everybody here can, let's just make sure it matches what we're about. And it's not something targeted, negative, something that we might not would want um, to be viewed from the outside as. So, um, yeah, so let's read this first page, Dave, and then um, open up for questions or if anybody has want some clarity on something. Okay. So, so our mission is to take back the restoration industry that we love. Um, our vision is to have a united family of viable and vibrant restoration professionals operating in an environment of shared prosperity and self-determination. Our strategies are going to be to empower restoration contractors to provide value without undue influence, empower the insured through education and transparency of process, use social and digital tools to create collaboration among industry segments, Identify and promote to leadership those who will fight for the future and carry on the mission with integrity and consistency to develop local restoration professional networks, encourage rebel involvement in aligned associations, and public accountability for those who seek undue influence and personal gain. So that's our, that, that's our outline. And um, I mean, I think the, I think I'd like to just kind of start Clark with our, with our mission and discuss how um, like to, to come up with a group, like in a, whether you're an association or what you are, um, 
finding that common, that common place. Most people that we ask, why are you in the Restoration Rebel group? Why do you want to be a part of us? They have, they have something that in our businesses or in our industry that's been lost, uh, that is, that is missing, that people are fighting to get back. And that doesn't, doesn't matter if you're an independent, um, or if you're a franchise, there's something that, that we are fighting all the time to get back. And, and I think the the majority of it is, uh, the, the direction of our industry and where it's going. Um, we are in an industry that has not been able to shape itself. Um, you know, there's a lot of, I see a lot of trades that talk about, well, a lot of our groups that talk about, um, you know, we should unionize, you know, we should, we should make this a union trade. And it's really, it's not so much about becoming a union. It's about having the ability to shape and, and direct the future of our industry. So that's where, uh, so that's where that mission's coming from. And I want to add here, everyone should be very, very clear. And I doubt I need to say this. I will, I hate to use the word enemies, but those, there are groups and there are parties that don't want us to be aligned, that this is the last thing that they want to happen is to have 1,500, 6,000 contractors thinking, talking, doing the same thing, much like a union. So, you know, that's why this is so powerful. This is, this is becoming a, a, a desk adjuster on the West coast may say, Hey, we don't, we don't pay this. Well, we have examples here. We know for a fact that you do. It's not that you don't, if you won't. So they, they, they don't see this coming. So I, I think it's just, this is very, other people have tried this. I mean, we've talked about this before. Um, the rebels, the 2.0 is not the only group currently. And it's certainly not the first time it's ever been attempted. Um, but the trick is to not, um, to not stop and to continue to adapt and evolve and learn from our mistakes and figure out what's working and what's not. And I think the pricing feedback is working. And I think the conversation and the campaign that we're going to be moving a past of O and P and understanding um, has been a very successful campaign. Um, but it's time to, to move on to something else. So yeah, that's our mission. Go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you don't have to apologize. Um, yeah, and again, if anybody has things that they want to add, um, I can't really see everybody on uh, from this um, side, but uh, speak up and ask questions. And if you have concerns on something about how something will impact, you know, how people will perceive us, um, I think it's important to share those. Uh, because if you're thinking about it, then somebody else probably has a similar concern. So, um, okay, so going in like with our vision uh we we took a we took a position that as a group there's going to be several things that we want to accomplish um that is kind of our vision is a five think about it like this like in five years where do we want to be in five years from now where do we want to be as an industry in five years and that's what that's where our vision is coming from it's not it's not a specific task that we want to accomplish. Uh, we're going to have those uh, with campaigns that we lay out that we're going to have those. And those may look different for different parts of the country. Um, but this is a kind of a five year, where do we want to see our, our industry or our group uh, within the industry? So um, 
vision for united family so that would be not just uh, not just uh contractors coming together nationally like we're doing now on this call but um you know when you get on this call if there's three other guys and contractors from your industry or from your local market on this call that's that's what i would call a huge success for us um, that this call isn't just a national call but now all of a sudden we've broken it down into into regions right and um and it is a united it's a united group um so the um yeah so united family viable and vibrant professionals our what we've done since in our local market since going to the summit in september is we've had probably eight meetings with our local competitors um, some of them are group meetings some of them were one-on-one -on -one meetings uh, but jennifer and i took that and came back from the summit and said all right we need to create a roadmap that's that's local so if we can work on this locally and create local change and if our group is working on things nationally that's what's going to happen so it's kind of a like a top down and a bottom up um, so I think I think United is both a national out, outlook, but it is it is going to be the success is going to be achieved through a local uh, United group of contractors. So um, viable and vibrant. So viable and vibrant might look different for each one of us in our businesses. I don't think it necessarily has to do with a um, a dollar amount like your business does you know, 3 million a year, your business is a million a year. Um, but I would say what Viable does look at, uh, look like is that you're profitable in your business, um, that it's a sustained business model, uh, that you're able to provide the services and run your business uh, in, in a way that, uh, how would I describe it, that doesn't, make you put all of the pressure and responsibilities on your employees and your team and your families that burns everybody out because you're, you're trying to make a buck just to survive right so that to me is what um a, vi a viable family of contractors looks like uh, and and then going into going into vibrant that you know if as as a like as a business owner for me if i'm making profit i'm investing that into my business right i'm putting that into my team um, i'm putting that into my training the training for my guys all of that uh builds and makes our industry something that people are attracted to we do not have an attractive industry um, we have a high burnout rate especially with technicians and um, like the example I'd give you is we had a surf pro go out of business um, in our joining uh, county. And this happened about six weeks ago. Uh, I had had a chance to talk with one of the guys prior to it going out of business and was able to reach out to several of the people that worked there. None of them wanted to stay in the industry. Not a single one of them wanted to stay in the restoration industry because they had been burned out. And I would say that that's a failed model. Um, for our industry uh, and so and there's reasons why why he struggled um, but I would say that he wasn't part of a united family and his business wasn't viable he was struggling financially and all that pressure got put down onto his employees and his team and um, that affects that type of a model affects our whole industry so
Um, does that help to answer your question, Clark? Or is there more you want to add? No, I I, um, I would go back to something you were you were given definitions of viable and vibrant. I think you said it's different for everyone. I see it as um, we're holding the bar pretty high. We hold it for ourselves, and we're going to ask to hold it for each other, and we're going to ask you to hold it of everyone else. But doing the right thing and providing and creating a business of, of the type that we think 2.0 means isn't cheap, and and it doesn't come without good business practices and it doesn't come without profit. And that's why pricing feedback is important. O and P is certainly important, but reinvesting like, like Dave said. So um, again, I, I think of a good restaurant versus a bad restaurant or a good movie theater versus a rundown one. The good one is got a good business plan and they're putting money back into renovations and creating a better experience for their customers therefore attracting more customers and then of course increasing their revenue. Um, I talk to contractors all the time that say, I can't afford to use the right guys or I can't afford to use the best equipment. I, I get the B air and that's all I get. And, and it breaks for me all the time and it's extremely loud and I blah, 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 because I'm starving. I, I'm, I'm not making enough money. And again, we go back to this group really started to be, wean off of TPAs. And, and that's obviously one of our big initiatives is don't let that be the lion's share of your business. But to me, viable and vibrant means learning and developing a process where you can run a business that's profitable so that you can start giving the customer the experience you need, putting the right money into the right marketing to attract those customers to your great business, and then therefore letting the, letting the uh, garden grow. So that's all I'll add to that. All right. Do you want to, um, does anybody, does anybody have questions or thoughts on mission and vision before we start talking about strategies? Yeah, please. If anybody, this is, this is everybody. This is ours, not, this is ours as a group, not Andy's or Dave or Clark or anybody. Is, does this match what you thought it would be? Maybe. Huh? What, what, what are some thoughts that you thought this group was about? that it doesn't look like it's about. Come on, folks. You know, people all the time, the detractors tell me, y'all are just about beating up the adjusters. You're just about O&P. And all I ever say is, you know, I don't see it that way because I'm obviously here a lot more than most people. But that's the first thing you see if that's most of the comments that are coming into your newsfeed. But I think we're about a lot more than just that. I really do. So um, this will be the document and this will be the place where we push everybody that asked that question. What are you about? And what's your, what's y'all's, what's your goal? What are your things? And you know, Clark, yeah. You know, Clark, like what you said, uh, you know, everybody says you're just about beating up the adjusters. You know, it's like the, the loudest people get the most attention. So, um, you know, the, the, the more of us that, or just making noise and making it to seem and appear that way, it's going to appear that way to everybody. So, you know, maybe we as a group can make it appear that it's not that way all the time. That it, it, There is more to it. And I think this, you know, re, um, revamp of our mission statement and whatnot is a great step in that process. So, Yeah. 
It's a complicated situation, isn't it, Jason? I mean, it's, yes. not, it's listen, emotions are attached to this. Some people are fighting for their life to keep their business open. And that doesn't, sometimes um, battle seems like it's better than a talk or a discussion. Um, if anyone's so, noticed. It, so the ahead. first point that you guys said, the first point there was taking back our industry. And that's awesome. That's obviously what the whole group is about. But I think. I don't know, a, a why there is probably going to be more, I don't know, attractive, I guess. It's not really part of the mission, but what are we taking back? Why do we have to take it back? What have we lost? I think that that's kind of what fires people up, and those are the things that we talk about in the group. What? How could we make that a shorter thing? Part? How could? Because I think that would be another two pages. Um, how could we condense that to... Why are we trying to take it back? What are, what are we taking it back from, right? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, I agree for sure. I don't I don't know if there's a way to just pick up. Obviously, there's dozens of things that we could we could talk about there. I don't know if there's a way to just pick out three or four or five or whatever and and put it in, in bullet points or something, you know, just a couple words each. I I honestly don't know. It was just a thought I had. I like it. You know, we're in a group with a lot of really smart people. Why don't we put this out to the group for the next couple of days, Dave, and, and leave an open, leave this uh, somewhat flexible, pliable for the next um, two weeks and take some input and keep bringing it back to the top of the page. And, and listen, like everything else we do, we'll take all the input because uh, this has never been about a, a, a dictatorship. This is a, you know, a, a completely open group. What do you think about that, Parker? <laughs> I think that was a thumbs up. Yep. That was yeah. A thumbs up. So, so I think that that's good. Uh, I think it's important to, so when we do, when we work on mission, vision, and values for, for companies, I mean, it can take, you can spend two, three days uh, just sitting there revamping it and trying to figure out, does this, does this reflect us? Right. And Every 12 months, um, we look at our vision or our mission, vision, and values, and we look at it and say, okay, does this reflect who we are today? And what are, is this our vision for who we're going to be as a company uh, over the next year, three years, and five years? Uh, I, I believe that when we go any, so in my opinion, the, our mission is to take back the restoration industry that we love, that if we were to ask each person in the room to answer that, every answer is going to be slight. It's going to be slightly different. Um, and I think it, it does mean something a little bit different um, to, you know, to somebody who does a lot of work with TPAs versus somebody who's an independent. It's going to look a little bit different to somebody who's, who is um, a, a public adjuster to somebody who's a marketer. Right. And so, um, but I like the idea of putting together a list of things that help, uh, helped us come to that. So, well, I'll tell you this when, when someone says, Hey, why are you trying to take back your industry in, in a word or in a sentence? I don't feel like we're in control of it. I feel like we all work for someone else. That's not us. And it's not our client. And, and until that happens, I think I will keep that at the top of our, that becomes our tattoo. Um, I don't feel like we are in control. I feel like we played way too much defense and not enough offense. Let's keep moving. Uh, uh, Dave, we can def definitely expand upon this in the group. There were a couple of the strategies I think that probably Steve, – Stephen had something to say. Stephen, go ahead. I don't see the hands. 
Well, I think, you know, when I joined the Rebel group uh, back in February, late January, early February, the only thing I was interested was that narrative of O&P. I wanted to see what this was about because I had seen a couple guys that that was their focus. And I think that changing that narrative, because it got to be sort of like the Charlie Brown teacher. It was all talk, yeah, 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 but no love, no charity, no no reason why. Oh, we just want O&P. So that's why I thought, man, let's join this thing so I can get more profit. But the truth is, is as a business, if you don't know good, sound business practices, what's that profit going to do for you? Where are you going to put it? Where are you going to reinvest it? How are you going to make it work for you? Because it's just going to burn a hole in your pocket if you don't know what to do with that overhead and profit. And I think, you know, showing guys how to take that, you know, business practice to the restoration industry and learn how to, yeah, okay, so we're getting overhead and profit now. Okay, but now what? If that's all you're focused on, that's all you're going to be focused on. But, you know, sort of like a guy taught me how to play risk a long time ago. If all your focus is on one country, you're doomed from the start. you got to see the whole picture. And I think that's what I see now with the visions and the strategies and the missions. You have an, you have an objective that everybody can see now that is just – it's broader. It's bigger than just O&P. You know what I hear there, Stephen? If we, if we got to 2,000 members off of people thinking that's all we're about, imagine getting 6,000 with everything that we're about. If that doesn't interest everybody that we're not in this group with, imagine we make that really, really clear. And, and guys, I want to – and gals, us, everyone sharing this, and letting this be our, our, our motto in, in other groups. And when people ask you about it, and when you do local, local events with other contractors, there are no competitors. Tell them what we're about. We're not about this. I'm going to call Belfort and tell them what we're about. Anyway, hey, Dave, let's talk yeah, about so – yeah, go ahead. I, I want, well, I would just want to comment on one. There's, so there's one text, Jay Van Newsen. Um, he says, it feels like we are dancing around saying that we deserve to make money. Uh, gross profit is what makes the world go around for us. Making a profit isn't dirty. We are capitalists and entrepreneurs at heart. Um, put it in there. So I, you know, so me and Andy, so we had this conversation where I said, well, Andy, if, if they, if they literally would just give everybody overhead and profit, right? Pay us for the line items that, that the service providers are doing and add OMP on, right? No more, no more argument and get everybody paid within 45 days. Um, where we were at six months ago as a group, um, it, it would have, it, in my opinion, it would have just ended all of our conversations. Yeah, it would have, all the energy would be gone. Yeah, because because what, what people were, we were pushing for is pain would be gone. Getting, yeah. yeah, exactly, we're getting squeezed and we need to do something, something's gotta change, um, you know, and so, I think that uh, the, the answer is yes, we all need profit in our business, but I know businesses that they make a lot of money and they just piss it away and they have zero profit at the end, right? And so it's bigger. It, if we're going to change our industry and we're going to have profit there 10 years from now, 
and we're going to have a, a position where, where somebody actually wants to buy our business, regardless of the size of your business, we need to have an industry that people want to move into. It needs to be an industry that attracts people. Um, and so I think we can go in and say, yeah, be profitable, but that, that's what being viable and vibrant is. That, that's what it means. And it's going to look a little, our strategies that come out of this are going to look different, um, but they're going to be focused on profit for our businesses, education for our industry, for our people. Um, and all of those things make, will, will provide an, and call it a, an atmosphere. I think you used to, Andy used to refer to it as an ecosystem that is, that is great for our businesses. So. Hey, I, uh, I quit sharing my screen. Um, I couldn't see anything in the screen, but listen, I want to talk. Our strategies were um, one. I want to bring up because again, we're going to move on. We're going to let Joe speak a little bit. Use social and digital tools to create collaboration among industry segments. What do you think that means, Dave? Um, so social and collaborative. It, it's what um, it's what we're doing right here in this group. You know, it is, um, it's, it's taking the time to, to, to talk with other people in our industry. Um, it's, I mean, you look at 12 months ago, I don't know if, how many of you guys were on Facebook communicating with restorers, uh, posting your jobs, getting questions answered. Uh, I, I wasn't, you know, so I just stumbled yeah. upon Andy's last, videos about a year ago. Last year, last year, honestly. Uh, January of last year, how many of y'all, if you had a question about how to dry a structure or had a question about something, did you have someplace to go to get that question answered? Some yes, some no. Some yes, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> my call, if I needed something, I would have called John Don. That's what I would have done. I would have called the, res the restoration guys in the sales department at John Don. Um, you know, that's what, that's what I would have done. But it it's not the same as um, like as this as this group and there's a lot of other groups that continue to pop up and grow that are that are doing this so um, social and collaborative spaces that means so in my local market what what we now have gotten is a once a month for a lunch where restorers in our market are invited to come to and sit down and have lunch right um, the first month it was four restorers uh, Last month, I think it was three. Um, we had one meeting where nine restorers came to to listen to one guy speak, um, and that's what we've done in the last three months. So, so that's so that's our local market. And if that if we can continue to build on that in our local market by using these strategies, you're going to win your local market. Uh, adjusters, well, number one thing that I hear when when we push back with a with adjusters or O&P is nobody else, right? Nobody else charges this. Nobody else charges for supervisory. Nobody else raises their prices. Nobody else does this. If, and then if other people did it, we would have to pay for it, right? So I can either go out and try to convince five other restorers in my market to, hey, change your prices or do this or do this, but it doesn't happen like that, right? So the collaborative space, Right now, it's it's on a you know national right now right now nationally we're working together, but I see it happening locally. Um, and Jennifer and I have, through the relationships we've built in the last nine months, we've been called out on our competitors' projects. We've consulted with them on projects. We've borrowed equipment. We've rented equipment. Um, 
we've had these that training where nine other stores showed up. We're having lunches. I mean, there's there's things that we're doing, and it's taking uh, it, it it takes root in your local market. That's the best way I can describe it. So, because that's all that really matters, right? Because it's you know Robert doesn't really care about what happens in Connecticut. It really needs to worry about what happens in his market, right? So. And well, we, here, take, take OMP for an example. And we started talking about OMP. All of a sudden, you know, Parker in his market saying, I get OMP from this company and this company, or Ben gets it from this company. But in my market, I don't get it from that company. But I get it from these two companies. But in his market, he doesn't. Right. Yeah. So yeah. all of a sudden now that collaborative is, um, it starts to change in your, yeah, it really starts to change in your market. And if we change, if you can have a roadmap for one market, uh, and every market can change their individual market. All of a sudden, that's national change. Let's keep moving. I, um, Ofer just said, I think the convention will be a great opportunity to meet our fellow restorer in our area that think about this change. And I think, Ofer, you're 100% right. And that's where we're going to get real. I mean, right now, the chapters are something we want really, really bad, but we just don't have enough time. We actually are running our businesses. We're trying to get the summit to be the best event we can and make sure that the sponsors and speakers are set up. And Joe, I'm about to be there, Joe. Um, I'm going to blaze, I'm going to blaze through this. I'm way off my schedule here. Um, identify and promote leadership. Those who will fight for the future and carry on the mission with integrity and consistency. That means within this group um, and, and jump ahead to encourage rebel involvement in aligned associations. Those two things are connected. So aligned associations would be PIRC, RIA and some other boards where we want to start planting this mindset of 2.0 into people who don't know who we are. And it may not be coming here because they don't know this mission yet. So the only way we can get to them, the people that are not coming to our group that won't be in our chapters, we have to go to them. And then that's where we start dropping it. So um, develop local restoration professional networks. That's obviously the uh, the chapters and then public accountability for those who seek undue influence and personal gains, and that just means policing ourselves, right, Dave, in our group. And if you see well, <laughs> if you see somebody acting out, yes, is that what that yes means? Yes and no. Yes and no. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's important that um, I think that this is an important one to talk about. So um, because this is one that me and Andy, uh, when I was out there, we said this is this is needed. People need to be held accountable. Um, you know, I had a, I had an adjuster say to me about a year and a half ago, you know, do I need to go around town and tell everybody not to refer you from their agent pool or are you going to lower your price? And that type of a thing, I think people do need to be held accountable, but it's, I think what's going to make the difference is how we hold them accountable um, is going to be the biggest thing. And that's a, that's a strategy that we're still working on because we've had some things that have been, you know, done that didn't look good on us and some other things that have, that have worked out really well. So. Cool. Well, the rest of the document is, are the commitments um, and pretty much what we already know and have, but they'll be in writing and they'll be very readily available and whatnot. So um, I think that's going to do that. The other one thing that I did not talk about and, and thank you, Dave, um, this was needed. This was something I know we've been working on and we really, really wanted to do this weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Um, but it had to be right. And I'd rather do it once right than three times wrong. And 
look like buffoons. So um, I wanted to talk real quick about, um, and I don't have it in front of me, but if anybody has really been in the group this week, you started to see some of the speakers start to show up for the conference. Um, probably in the next couple of days, we will be able to put a one pager out with everybody at one time. I think we're waiting on one or two more um, headshots of people with their hair did the right way and a little bit about, you know, what they're, what they're talking about. But, you know, we've got OP and Tim, we've got uh, Ben Justinson, Jeremy Reitz is going to be here. Jerry Edel, Timothy Miller, uh, Jonathan Grubb and Seth are going to, not Seth, uh, Jonathan and uh, Stellar. I don't know Stellar's name um, are going to be on stage together talking about PPC. Um, and, and I think we might have a surprise or two pop in. Um, and then some of our, believe it or not guys, some of our sponsors are going to speak a little bit about their product, but it, it's exactly what we need to hear. Some of them are experts in their field and experts to speak about some things that come up in our group all the time. So keep your eyes open in the group. Uh, the sponsors are coming in. We are a little bit, uh, we are, excuse me, we are allowing uh, the sponsors to, you know, I mean, we're, we're promoting them because they're supporting us. So um, I feel that that's a, not an overreach for anyone. Parker's showing his stuff at Home Depot that he's wanting to buy. Um, with that said, um, I know I haven't given him, and Joe, I'm going to let you run as long as you want to, and everybody can stay as they want. But um, I want to introduce, and everybody knows, but I wanted to roll into Joe Ledbetter. Um, something as a leadership group um, of this group, which includes a lot of people, a lot of people that you don't always see and aren't very vocal, but they're very definitely good thought leaders and, and things like that. But what we've decided is what this group needs are campaigns and initiatives. So O&P was a very long campaign and, and it, it's still there. It's not going away. That discussion needs to stay there but we don't need to hyper-focus on it because we're not talking about a lot of other things. Pricing feedback is a very big one, and we probably haven't covered it enough, um, but we're going to create new campaigns, and we're literally going to make a new campaign. Depending on what it is, it might be a smaller one, so it might be just for the month, or it might be more of a quarter, right? It might be a three-month session because there's so many sub-campaigns inside of it. And um, so O&P, pricing feedback, are, have been some of the larger ones and, and hopefully successful and they won't go away, but they won't take precedent over everything else. So uh, Joe and Jonathan have been a, a big, a big uh, proponents of building the campaign platform. And uh, without further ado, Mr. Mr. Detroit. What's going on, Clark? Hey buddy. Um, so as Clark said, we're rolling out a new campaign, uh, specifically a couple of different things. Mainly what we're looking to do is talk about relationships. What we want to be able to do over the next couple of weeks is share in these roundtables how to build very specific relationships. We're going to want to talk about building relationships with adjusters, with agents, with employees, with vendors. Building relationships, anybody that talks, every time they talk, they use the word relationship. The problem is... Most of them don't make relationships. They fake them, right? Like they fake them. We all fake relationships on some level. And we want to get real and we want to talk about making relationships. And what does that do for your business? 
What does that do for your morale? What does it do for your company culture? What does it do for making the right relationships? So the next couple of weeks, we're going to carry that conversation. And we want to see it carried specifically in the newsfeed uh, on Facebook. The other thing that we're rolling out is, as everybody understands, we're all here for a reason. That reason is individual. It's in here, right? But the greater good is to give back in some way, shape, or form. So there's a reason you call yourself a rebel. We want everyone, and I mean everyone, to take, a, take their camera and shoot a selfie video explaining why you're a rebel. Do it in the funnest environment you can. Job sites, shops, mold jobs, crawl spaces, I don't care. Make it entertaining. But tell us why you're a rebel. And we want you to put it on the thread. The other thing that we're going to be moving forward with is, as an admin group, we're going to start to determine uh, and kind of work with some other individuals. And we want to be able to identify the rebel of the month. So we're going to be looking for those rebels uh, that are, are really engaged in what's going on, asking questions, participating. And we're going to reach out to them. And we're going to try to do some additional marketing with them uh, for their own stuff. But we want to... We want to we showcase these people. So these are the big campaigns that we're working on. We have a couple of more that we're looking at for the following month. Um, but it's time, guys. It's time to be real about what we're doing. So we want to talk about real relationships. We want to talk about real business growth. We want to talk about real colleagues, not competitors. I'm really excited. I really am. I think we got a bright future. We have an awesome admin team starting to develop a lot of really good structure. It's the structure we need to move this group forward, and um, it's really exciting to be a part of it. I agree. I, uh, I think, I think we, have, we have a lot to talk about, and when we don't talk about them in a deep way, in a real calm and meaningful way, and, and get everyone's input, it becomes more like complaining. But when we start to really dig into it, we start to really start solving some of the problems and making the conversation shift over how do I apply that? Now I, I buy into your idea, but how do I apply it to my business, my market and my, in my structure of my company? So um, I agree with you and, and thank you, Joe. And Jonathan um, is continuing to, uh, Jonathan had some, uh, some time off this week. He had to take some much needed R and R, but i um, going to get back onto the podcast. Um, I looked at some of the insights and they were extremely well received outside of the rebel group. I saw LinkedIn. I saw some people, honestly, I will tell you, I think Jonathan, I think you saw this someone that had been a quote unquote enemy of the rebels commented that said, listen, I just watched all three of these videos and I'm extremely color me impressed. I'm, I'm extreme. It tells me something different about your group than what I thought from the outside looking in. And that's all I want. I want more of that. So this was a, this was a, not an enemy, but someone who wanted to be an enemy. They just didn't know they were a friend. So Jonathan's going to get back on that Thursday. We are doing our next webcast with the, I think we promised it a few times, but we got it all lined out um, with the cybersecurity team. Um, we had a pre-interview conversation. And so I'm looking forward to that. And I think the content's going to be really good. So we're going to do that and release it. Um, I, don't, I won't say how long, probably a couple of days to a week. It'll be ready. But, um, and then, yeah, uh, Joe already mentioned it. I was, I had it written down here, but we're going to do rebel of the month and, um, everybody here is different. We have some younger, some older, some with experience in different areas and some with experience 
in, in construction that have moved over to this and uh, different types of businesses that morphed into what they are now. And I think it's all great, great content. Um, it's pretty much all I had. I'm going to open it up and let it be open. There's been a lot of good comments in the group on the thread. If anybody um, has something they want to talk about, um, this will be a fantastic time. I do think I saw someone new come in. Joey, Joey Montijo, this your first time here, buddy? I think he's muted. Yeah, I can't. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. I can't. Has to, you know what? I was actually on last week, but um, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't announce myself. But yeah, I'm uh, Joey Montijo with Flood Solutions, um, out of San Diego, California. Um, I don't recall where I found the group. I think I, I go to the Actional Insights forum, so I think somebody might have been talking about it there. But um, we um, we do water and mold. Um, that's our specialty, and rebuilds. Nice. Did you hear a while ago talking that Nathan Raymond, we have a local chapter that's built for, um, I don't know if you're connected with Raymond right now, but I know Nathan's probably dropping in a PM now, but we have, uh, we're doing local chapters and they're getting together doing some really good things. And um, uh, I think there's still, I mean, San Diego probably has a hundred contractors and there's I think a lot. there's a lot. And um, you know, you don't want to be partners with everybody. Probably about, I'd probably say about a thousand plus. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I've I've heard it somewhere up there. There's yeah. there's a thousand contractors. Yeah, it's unreal. Damage restoration contractors. Every other corner, there's one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, saturated market. Well, uh, I think what's happening is some people have been here a few times, but they were all Clark Brown before, and my my plan has failed. They're no longer no more Clark Browns. Next week, they're all going to be Dave Myers and Bob Timmels, babyface Bob Timmel. Um, Don Walker, it's dark there. You might be in Alaska, but Don, um, have you been here before? And Don has left the building. Well, man, open it up. Anybody, Lindsay, you always have a lot to say. What you got? <laughs> um, how is everybody? Good. Um, well, um, I have officially just partnered up with Get the Clicks out of Orlando, Florida. Um, they do do website development. So anybody in need of a website. Get the Clicks? Yes, Get the Clicks. If you Google restoration SEO company, um, nine times out of ten, depending on where you are, it should come up like number one. Um, if anybody's ever heard of Scott Tarpley's Large Loss and How to Get Paid class, Stefan is usually one of the speakers there. Mm. Um, and so basically my position here is to be a go-between. Since I know the industry, I can collect all the info from you of what you want your website to say and make sure that they put it together in a way that makes sense for you in a timely fashion. Fantastic. Thank you, Lindsay. Um, has anyone here ever been to, and I thank you, Lindsay. Has anyone here ever been to Tom McGuire's large loss mastery group? Anybody here know that? That's not really, this isn't really a large loss group, but I had lunch this week with um, Tom Conroy with Odorox, who is a sponsor for the summit for the second year in a row. And 
there's a large conference. I think they have twice a year, maybe three times. Um, bring in some really, really big, uh, big instructors. And they actually like uh, Dallas Stadium. What's the stadium there called in Dallas Cowboys? I think it's Cowgirl Stadium. I'm not real sure. I think it's AT&T Field. And they will have a large workshop. I think it might be two days. Danny, have you been to that before? Have you ever heard of this? Um, and they will actually create a simulation of this place catches fire. And the group splits up and they have to create scope. They have to create. It's anyway, it's really interesting to me. Um, TNM Plus is always there in Sunbelt. And um, they're doing another one. I just didn't know. They're not sponsors. They're not. I'm not getting paid for it. I just didn't know if anybody had ever attended. But it sounds like a really good high level uh, indoctrination into large loss. And I think this um, this uh, next one is going to be in June. Me and I can't go. Me and Andy will be down under. Um, it'll be in. It's going to be in um, Chicago, and it's at an art museum. the uh, The Chicago Museum of Art is where they're holding it. And they're actually going to simulate a large water loss and fire loss at an art museum dealing with how to recover some of the artwork and deal with some of that complexities of that. So it's, that's, that's my world and I love it, but, um, TNM billing the whole bit. So, uh, I just wanted to bring it up. Uh, Andy, it's all yours, man. I know you've been holding it up and, you might explode. Go ahead. Oh, I just got all artsy on you. I'm taking photos and posting them on Facebook. We're going to have Instagram. Uh, good, good week. Uh, good, good topics. All very important. We're going to have a 501c3 uh, in place for this entire group by the summit. I'm going to commit to you to have that done. That means just more layers of administration and more layers of organization. Um, our little baby is growing up. That's, that's just what it comes down to. We're, we're not a, we're just, we're just not a bunch of rabble rousers uh, getting together and, you know, eating some potato salad. We're actually doing some real work now. So we've got to be big boys and, and put our big boy pants on. Um, not, not what I like. I, I'm very anti, I know you guys that know me, I'm, I'm just anti-organization, anti-structure, um, but there are things that we have to do that requires it. Exactly. So, um, I don't know. I don't, I have nothing to add. I love you guys. We're going to, we're going to keep rolling on. Um, you guys uh, down there in San Diego, let me know how next week goes next Friday. It's going to be awesome. And you guys just keep doing good work. Keep loving each other, keep lifting each other up and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. All right. See ya.